You're listening to The Growth Sequence, a new age podcast for women to gain confidence, improve relationships, and find peace of mind through understanding their thoughts and emotions. Jillian Perrick is a master's graduate, life coach, and lady boss of her coaching and consulting company, Northern Resolutions. Time for some rosé and realization, ladies. Here's Jillian. Happy podcast day, everybody. So I'm trying to upload these on Tuesday because I feel like Tuesday is a good day to get a podcast out. It's a little treat after the weekend, almost halfway through the week, but they might come out on other days of the week and you'll just have to forgive me because shift work life can be like that sometimes. And I'm going to carry Bradshaw this intro and say that the other week I got to thinking about relationships. I was thinking about that oh so blissful experience that experts like to call the honeymoon phase when everything is gray and you can't get enough of each other and all those little quirks about a person are adorable. For some couples, this phase can be short-lived and some couples have reported never falling out of this. Liars. Others seem to have situational factors that contribute to the honeymoon phase ending, like moving in together and realizing that it's not as cute when he snores. It's fucking annoying. You see, the honeymoon phase is characterized by passionate love, which are intense feelings of attraction and ecstasy and idealization of another person. Essentially, these things trigger dopamine distribution, which as we know makes us happy. We briefly discussed positive stress in the last episode, which is called eustress, and this is associated to the physiological explanations for the honeymoon phase. While it is positive stress, being in this kind of heightened state of arousal can be a stressful experience for our bodies, and what goes up must come down. The book Stumbling Upon Happiness by Daniel Gilbert talks about how wonderful things wane over time, especially with repetition. With relationships, this is because of habituation within our relationships. We become used to a person, a routine, a way that a relationship is, and the stress begins to decrease as we gain more and more comfort in what is happening. Of course, there are ways to beat habituation and spice things up, bringing variety to your experiences, like watching Netflix on the couch instead of in bed. So spontaneous. What I've realized though, at my ripe old age of 26, is that the honeymoon phase extends itself to different stages of our lives. It almost serves as a distraction for what is actually going on in your life because you're consumed by a life event that eats up most of your time and energy. And once things have stabilized again, you find people wondering why they aren't happy or feeling like they're stuck in a rut or experiencing a midlife crisis. Think of someone you knew that generally thought having a baby would make a relationship better. The excitement of the baby and this new life event probably brought a world of joy to the parents-to-be for quite some time, but eventually when life stabilized and the baby was a little older, what happened with the current situation? Did it get better? A lot of the time, the answer is no. All the same problems are there. And listen, I'm not a baby hater. Love babies. It's just an example of covering up actual issues by letting yourself be consumed with an extended dopamine rush. The honeymoon phase can manifest several times in the same relationship. I've been in a relationship for the past almost 12 years now, and there are different areas of our lives and different stages of our relationship in which I experience that dopamine honeymoon phase experience. And these stages can manifest in different ways. In the very beginning, which is actually called the honeymoon phase, when you first move in together, getting your first pet, getting married, getting engaged and then getting married, buying your first home, having babies. These are all ways in which physiological repercussions of the honeymoon phase can manifest in your body and your brain as passionate love, as these events are significant experiences that should, for the most part, bring you joy. They are exciting and overwhelming and life-changing, but they are also out of the habituation stage of your life in which you develop routine, where your mind quiets, and when you find yourself to be the most stable. 
Another way that I can explain this is kind of when you're starting a new diet or when you're quitting smoking or when you're doing something that triggers a life event. In the beginning, you feel very motivated. You feel like, okay, I've got this. I'm going to go forward. You're thinking of all the ways in which your life will be enriched by this change. But a lot of the time you find yourself falling into the same routine and falling back into what you know and what you do and what is most common for you. So once the craziness of these left events subside, very similar to a rival fallacy, which can be feelings of loss or sadness after reaching a goal, you can feel kind of lost and unsure about what's to happen next. Some couples live in the honeymoon phase for quite some time because they create it for themselves, like with the baby example. This can also look like couples that rush into things as they're acting on their feelings of passionate love. While there is undoubtedly the exception of these relationships working out, there is almost always some degree of tumultuous activity within these relationships because they crave the drama, they crave the excitement, and it creates those feelings of passionate love, especially on the downfall when things are all great after a very tumultuous event. And this activity can be brought about because one or both of them feed off the drama and the physiological repercussions, the passion and the stress, all of it. This also kind of reminds me of like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and how they are going through all the feelings of passionate love in the beginning because they're going on all these amazing dates and they are only focused on each other and then they get engaged in everything so exciting and then kind of around the time where the press tapers off and everything starts to quiet down, they're not doing all the events and everything and they're experiencing real life together, that's when a lot of the couples break up. So it's important to note that because that excitement can be precipitated by external factors and it can be coming in from all angles and it can go on for a very long time. And that leads me into the next part, which the honeymoon phase doesn't have to be about relationships. It can be about an individual as well, and in the form of goal setting and never fully feeling happiness until you reach the next best thing. And we can occupy ourselves for a really long time with this. For example, for the last 21 years, I've gone to school. 21 years. That is basically my entire life. From kindergarten up until last September, I have put on my backpack and tied my shoes and started my school year. And when I finally graduated last November, I of course was very proud of myself, but I also felt kind of lost and unsure about my baseline. I felt unproductive, and while I wouldn't exactly describe my experience with school as a honeymoon phase, I would definitely say that there were many times I experienced this positive stress of being motivated and fulfilled with things that were out of my routine, non-habitual, and how things were always changing. But really, this was the best time for me to look inwards and wonder what it really is that I want to do. Or maybe it's just time for me to chill the fuck out, read a book for fun, do something stupid. But what I'm getting at is that the honeymoon phase in life and love never lasts, almost never. It is fleeting and wonderful and we need to enjoy it while it is present, but do not fret when you get to that stabilizing place in your life and think that you lost your way. That in-between time when you think you're lost or unhappy is the most poignant time for growth. We are so conditioned nowadays to run or look the other way or numb ourselves when things don't feel good. And in this, I actually find myself when I'm feeling anxious or when I'm in a bad mood, I find myself scrolling on social media way more and it does nothing for me. I'm just numbing myself to what I'm feeling. Same with people who have an issue with eating a lot when they're feeling anxious or sad or depressed 
or finding some other outlet like being angry or illicit drugs or something that is able to get them over this hump of feeling bad. They're all craving the dopamine rush. They're all craving that feeling that will give them that happiness, that physiological reaction that will tell their brain, okay, you're okay now, you're happy. But I often talk about letting yourself sit in uncomfortable or negative feelings because you can actually learn a lot about yourself by doing so. Another piece of this is to be aware of yourself when you're experiencing and living through that honeymoon phase. A good example of this is getting a dog. So for most people, unless you're a weirdo that doesn't like dogs, this is a very exciting time. Especially if you're a little bit younger or less mature, all you can think about is how great a dog will be. And then you get one and you're reminded of a ton of things that come with getting a puppy, like it peeing on your carpet, keeping you up at night, having to pay the vet bills. Of course, you inherently know these things in the back of your mind, but when you're in a blissful state, kind of like the beginning and you're getting that puppy and it's so cute and you just love it so much, those things in the back of your mind kind of feel like nothing until you are experiencing them. This is also why when we have a fulfilling or positive experience, like acing a job interview and then getting the job, Our confidence grows and we feel like we can do anything. It's the same concept. Confidence breeds confidence, just like positive experiences will further positive experiences. Remember when I talked about when you are thinking positively and have more positive experiences, the neurons in your brain react and they are forming more positive experiences for you so you can further that feeling and that chemistry in your brain, exact same concept. But bringing it back to being aware of yourself when you're in this state, there's a quote that's something like, don't make decisions when you're too happy or too sad meaning that our emotions can be overwhelming sometimes and can cloud our judgment. Hence terms like fools in love or love is blind. Because that dopamine rush is real and it affects how we act and what we do. And while it can be so hard to realize this in the moment, I bet you can think back to decisions that you made while in any type of honeymoon phase, either with a partner, with a new job, making a new friend, and you're not always loving what you said or did or you thought you may have rushed into something. And yes, there are things that we do regret and always we can do is learn from them and move on. So if you take anything away from this episode, I hope you learned that you're a fucking weirdo if you don't like dogs and I don't trust you. And also that our emotions have a huge effect on our brain and the way that we perceive situations and the way that we make decisions. And the more aware of this you are, the more cognizant you'll be about your decisions. And lastly, love is beautiful and I am in no way discounting the experience of something new and exciting and everything that comes with being in love or buying a new house or getting a puppy or getting married but it's okay to let yourself be a little bit lost in between and it doesn't mean that you're going to fail at life and end up alone or unhappy. Life is very long and I think because of social media and because of the comparison theory that people look at other people's social media and it's just a string of their highlight reel, the positive experiences in their life and people get this ideal view that you're supposed to be happy all the time and that your life is supposed to be one positive experience to the next but you don't see those people in the in-between when they're feeling anxious or when they are working towards a goal or when they're doing something and it's really hard for them. You're just seeing the end result and I talk about this all the time on the podcast but you're just seeing the end result and you are not alone in making that transition between one positive experience to the next and there's almost always going to be a negative experience in there somewhere but we just have to learn from it and grow from it and make decisions with your full brain and your full heart intact. So I know that this was a little bit shorter than usual but I was inspired by the honeymoon phase and relationships and wanted to relate it back to an individual and I hope you guys have a great week. I'm enjoying Sunday with my partner. We're gonna watch Harry Potter. 
my cat's at my feet right now and if you hear jangling throughout this podcast it's his collar because we need to hear where he is because he likes to hide sometimes and today is Sunday, so if you haven't already gotten my Hustle and Bloom ebook, it's a Monday to Friday survival guide where you can do little activities each day. You can implement them into your daily routine. This book is mainly for um, women that work full time, and it's something easy to do. You can knock the tasks off your list in 10 to 15 minutes at the maximum, and it's just a really good ebook to get you um, thinking about your thoughts refocusing your energy and calming down your mind and you can find that at northernresolutions.com forward slash ebook and the link is in my bio have a great week everybody thanks for listening to the growth sequence with me jillian perrick in this week's podcast description you can access my social media links as well as my website and contact information send me an email and reference the growth sequence podcast in which you can receive a free discovery call if you're interested in one-on-one coaching Make sure to subscribe here on Apple Podcasts or my SoundCloud page and don't forget to rate and review. Thank you and keep coming back for more insightful episodes about life, love, and work.